All right, what is going on, Miami? Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. Thank you all very much for joining me this afternoon. How are you? Happy uh, Thursday, y'all. If you guys haven't noticed, check out the swag. Huh? <laughs> Steph uh, responds to the title of today's podcast, which is uh, called, Are You Happy Nowadays? Let's get the show started. All right, so Steph says uh, right off the bat, no, not really. Well, you know, Steph, if you pursue satisfaction all the time, most likely you're not going to find the satisfaction. But I don't mean it in a sense like philosophical. I don't mean it in a sense personally. I mean it in a sense generically, like society-wide. Do you think we're doing okay after the pandemic? Now, I'm not going to say I miss the pandemic, but things got a little... Things are still crazy after 2020. Remember how life was before 2020, before all the craziness happened? You were just living day in and day out, not a care in the world. You forgot what it was like to be you until things started hitting the fan. And then after the pandemic happened, um, you know, we waited like a year and a half to kind of sort of get back to normal, even though Miami kind of did their own thing. You know what I'm saying? All those speakeasies. Uh, but now that the pandemic, now that COVID is a thing of the past or, or things that, or something that isn't taken as seriously anymore, things are still a little weird out here. Um, like right now I, I had money in the market. I had money in crypto, had money in a couple of investments. And I thought when things are going to start opening up, I thought we were, we were going to flourish. And now I'm, <laughs> every day I tune in and I'm like, what is going on with, with the markets? Everything's just falling down. I'm broke again, guys. (laughs) I was here saving up money, being a responsible American, investing for my future, and it's gone. So the question is, are you guys happy with the way things are going? I'm I'm pissed. I'm upset. I feel like I don't know what I'm going to do again. Well, let me ask you guys a question. Let's say if you guys knew... That a brand new pandemic was... No, I wouldn't even say a pandemic. Let's say, yeah, you know what? Let's say a new pandemic was going to happen, but they gave you a countdown. If they were to say something to you like, all right, guys, uh, we're going to shut everything down. The economy sucks. The market sucks. We're going to shut it all down. And you guys have 30 days to prepare before everything gets shut down again like how it was in 2020. What would you guys do differently knowing that the lockdown is coming again. I'm not saying it is. This is a hypothetical show, okay? This is just me trying to figure out what the next meme is, okay? I'm not saying I'm the apocalypse kind of guy where it's like, oh, it's coming. I just want to know, what would you guys do if you knew another lockdown was coming? What would you have done differently? Or what would you do differently? Because there were some things that I remember during the pandemic that I actually enjoyed. (laughs) I remember I was driving down the street and everything was wide open. They were not, well, no, not wide open, like business open. I'm talking about like the the, the lanes, the streets. There was no one in the street. It felt like you were the survivor of the apocalypse. Like no one was driving up and down the streets of Miami. And I'm going in enjoying what life is like rolling the wheels down the Palmetto in Miami. It felt amazing. What kind of business would you start? You know? What kind of business would you start knowing that you can't go back to work? All right? I'm going to start an OnlyFans. 
But for men, I'm going to be the, the advocate, the leader, the first one ever. <laughs> okay, because let me tell you guys something. Working from home is a blessing in disguise. Can you ever go back? Let's say if you worked at an office, okay, and then when the lockdown came, and then they said, all right, guys, you work from home now. Now that you got accustomed to working from home, if they said you got to go back, would you do it? You know? Uh, let's go over here to the comments. I already got people asking me, uh, well, saying rather, what they're going to be doing if they knew a lockdown was coming again. All right, so uh, I got you right here, Crypto Talk Miami. Welcome to the chat here on, uh, on the, uh, the podcast. So he says... Uh, he would buy Amazon and hold it for five years. Well, I'm one of the few, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I'm one of the many that have some stocks in Amazon and they all went down. I, I bought one whole stock before they did the 20 split and I was up like three grand. I was like, oh man, buying an Amazon stock is amazing. And then from like one week to the next, it's gone. I think it's worth like $50 extra than what I paid for. And it's still going to go down. I'm not satisfied, man. I think what's going on is, what did you think was going to happen? What did you guys think was going to happen when you guys were getting like three stimulus checks? (laughs) What did you guys think was going to go down? You guys thought like, oh, it's all free and clear now? No, there's, there's dire consequences for getting stimulus checks, especially if there's like three of them. And then people were pulling out loans that were from the government. The government started sending me emails about getting a loan for the business. That's when you know it's a red flag when the government says, hey, you want a loan? We're on lockdown. Would you like a loan for your comedy business? No. <laughs> this looks like it's bad news. I did get the three stimmy checks, though. All right, but let me ask you guys yet another question. If you guys knew that, or if you guys had the ability to vote in Another stimulus check. Would you want another? Would you get it? Knowing the way the market and the economy is being handled right now because of the previous stimulus checks we've got, would you ask for another? Would you use hashtag stimmy? You guys probably would. You guys don't care. You guys are like, yeah, give me another $1,200. I don't care. I I, I got some things to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll worry about the downfall of the economy later, but just give me $1,200 right now. (laughs) I bet if America can vote in, if we get another stimulus check or not, I'm pretty sure we would all like we would all be down. <laughs> I think so. I know something would go wrong if a stimulus check came out uh, again. Um, I would probably buy. Um, I don't know if I got another stimulus check. What would I buy? Uh, probably like a bunch of Pringles, right? Like a bunch of food to eat comfortably in my house during the lockdown and just become. I think I'd be just become fat. I'm just really enjoying myself for uh, another lockdown. I'll be like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna test my. I, I would, that's probably one of the things I would do. I would challenge myself. I get fat on purpose, okay? Just really like let go, right? And just see what it's like to be fat for a little while. And then when things go back to normal after the second lockdown, I'd go out and I run and I see if I can lose it. Let's see if I got the willpower to do such things. You know what I'm saying? So. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, I'm not satisfied with the way things are going. And I'm not going to get political. But, you know, things are really going, like, I wouldn't say downhill because I'm not really that pessimistic. I'm actually pretty satisfied in terms of uh, how grateful I am, right? I'm a grateful guy. 
I enjoy the things that I have around me, but what happened to my future? What happened to all the things I wanted to accomplish? What happened to the dreams of being an entrepreneur and living the American dream? It's over now. Now it's just like all accelerating. Everything's going down the, the hole, and we don't know what to expect next. And so I'm worried. I'm worried about, is my future cut in half? Huh? Is my future cut in half? Because of the decisions of old people in, go- in the government, I got to suffer. Because in the 60s, you guys enjoyed yourselves during the, uh, the hippie love movement. You guys already had your fun. How come we can't have another hippie love movement? Why do all these boomers got to enjoy all the good eras and then we're stuck? All right, figure out TikTok. <laughs> figure TikTok out and make some money. These guys were butt naked at Woodstock, having unprotected sex and taking drugs. And now that generation is just stealing all the money for themselves. So they had fun and they're still having fun with our fun. What happened to our generation, man? How come we can't enjoy it? Huh? They took away Woodstock. They're like, these, <laughs> these youngsters don't deserve Woodstock. Give them rolling loud. I don't know. If I had the money for it, huh? If I had the money for it, I would I would lock myself into a, a mansion. I would block off all the doors and I would start an online business uh, during the second if there was a second lockdown. Okay, I don't know what to expect with this economy. I don't know what to expect with this market. My crypto is halved. I thought crypto was the future. Oh, that's another thing that gets me upset. Everyone was telling me, "Oh, crypto's the future." Do your thing. And then now it's halved. It's gone. After all those years of investing, people giving me empty promises. <laughs> get it, get Ethereum. Get this, get that. All right, yeah, I'm in. I actually bought this thing of, from, it's called Mana. It's from the Central End. I went out to get the new iPhone. The guy that was selling it to me goes, hey, man, you into crypto? And he was telling me like it was a secret. You into crypto? I'm like, hell yeah, I'm into crypto. He's like, yo, there's this thing coming out. Right, he <laughs> I got the whole crazy crypto guy uh, influence me in, in a random conversation. This guy was wearing an AT&T shirt, and I thought this guy was like a, a crypto master. <laughs> and I'm sad, you know, I'm happy as hell about my current, at the time, my crypto portfolio was amazing. But then this guy's like, yo, let me tell you something. There's this new crypto for a place called Decentraland, which is like this online pretend RPG life and then they use this thing called mana which is like their fake money or whatever he goes get some mana all right it's currently worth 30 cents and i'm like all right i'll get some mana i go in with the brand new phone that i got i go into the app i buy some mana and then like a week later uh my 30 cents turned into 70 dollars, and i'm like ooh, i can get used to that I was i felt like i was the wealthiest man in the world when my thir- when i put you know how good it feels to put 30 cents onto something and then um it just turns to 70 dollars that feels amazing and then now it's gone my 70 dollars are gone <laughs> So, uh, with all this stuff accelerating and the way things are going, man, I'm not, I don't know. I'm just not satisfied. I think, I feel like 
I feel like something is going on with my generation being in my late 30s, right? I don't know what to expect. What are you guys expecting are going to happen? Is your 401k doing okay? 401 is not okay right now. Everything's just falling down. All my friends are saying, oh, you buy a house. Now's the time to buy a house in the market. No, no one knows. You take big investment risks, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen next. So I'm, I'm not satisfied. I'm not happy with the way things are. I'm not happy with um, um, what's happening, you know, in, in, in the war and all that. I'm not happy what's happening in the markets. I'm not happy with what's happening in politics. I'm upset. Where's that Drake song? I know exactly what he means. I'm upset. And every day I wake up and I look at the stuff that's happening in the news and it's like everything's been going down since 2020. Everything's been a mess. I remember when I was a kid, you didn't care about what was happening in the news. You were just trying to eat some ice cream. Now it's like the news is affecting everything. And you know one thing I do miss about working in an office? When, when stuff hit the fan, you didn't care. If you didn't lose your job, I'm good. I got a check coming in two weeks. Things are, things are okay. But when you work for yourself and you're trying to grow your own business and you're investing for yourself and you're trying to grow your life, you get affected by this the most. The S&P 500 hit down 40%. Damn. Ticket sales start going down. People start complaining on your timeline. Your friends are stressed out. I'm stressed out. <laughs> when I was in my 20s, I, I was in the bathroom getting paid. And I was taking a dump. $25 an hour, taking a dump, a good 15 right there. It was, it was, everything was easy. And that's what happens when you work in an office and they got all the money. It's like, hey, whatever, man, we're paying you 25 an hour. Yeah, do your thing. As long as at the end, as you hit those numbers, you're all right. Now you're trying to hit your own numbers and you can't because the economy sucks. Inflation. So that's why I'm on this podcast today, to vent, to get upset. My investments look, look dire. I was once a wealthy man. <laughs> I was once a man that was responsible with his wealth. I was a man that didn't care about geopolitical activities. And now it's affected me more than ever before. And now I got to go on my live stream podcast to let the people know that I'm upset and I'm stressed. But maybe something good will come out of all of this. I'm glad you're laughing it up, 4172EA. But maybe something good will come out of this. A lot of people are also saying, you know, not only invest in the market, I mean, in the, in the housing, but, you know, maybe if you, if you hang in there, maybe some things will arise that are better than this. So, you know, as they say, buy the dip. If everything, once the blood starts hitting the streets, you go out there and invest. But what if the blood keeps spilling? You know, whatever money I got left. Hey, you know what? I'm going to invest because that's what Rockefeller wanted me. What would Rockefeller do? (laughs) Everyone is panicking. Go invest in the market. And then when you put money in the market, it's like going down even more. It's like, well, I guess that advice was good back in 1920. (laughs) Yeah, man, I don't know what to expect. This, uh, this generation is weird. But uh, again, man, I'm, I'm also grateful, all right? You know, I'm here going live, talking to the people. I got a way to vent. I don't got to pay a therapist. I could do it right here with you guys. Make Get upset and laugh at stuff, right? I can do stuff. 
There's things to be grateful for. What up, uh, my my bolat? Um, whatever Tootsie is selling, I don't know what that is. If you guys got any stock options, go ahead and put it on the chat. We're not financial advisors. We're just podcast listeners. All right? Disclaimer. <laughs> I get my financial advice from, from an angry comedian based in Miami with 10 listeners. <laughs> hey, man, maybe something good will come out of all of this, man. So go ahead and invest. Uh, buy the dip. That's what I'm going to do. You know, you do your thing, mate, do your research. I'm no, I'm no financial, I'm no expert, but I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm putting my money in. Okay. I'm putting my money in. I'm buying the dip and I'm going down with this economy. All right. If you see me out in the streets, homeless, just know that I did my, I did my duty and invested in this, in this dull market that keeps dwindling. And you know one thing that's also upsetting about this market? You guys, you guys are, um, I wouldn't say you guys, but like, why do people get scared when uh, the Fed brings up rates? (laughs) Katsamu says, don't invest what you're not willing to lose. Oh my God, that is amazing advice. All right, we invest because we don't want to lose. But then when you lose what you invest, you lost. (laughs) You think we go in the market not knowing that? We go in the market to win. We don't go in the market, oh, I'm going to lose. Let me put this money over here. We don't think like that. No one does. Hey, you know what? I just came across 10 grand. I'm going to put this to invest because I want to (laughs) lose. I want to lose all this money. Let me put some money in the market. What was I at? It threw me off. Once the recession starts, they will forever rates. Oh, yeah. So this, the rates, that's right. Uh, I don't get it. I don't know why people always uh, panic whenever. I never understand why people always panic whenever the, uh, the Fed raises the rates by like, Point five, or I think it was like point seven five, or something like that. It's like it's not even a point. You guys will be fine. You guys are paying. A, if you guys got a credit card, and you guys are paying like twenty two to twenty four percent APR, so what if it went up point seventy five? You guys are already running it up, and you guys are paying a lot of money. As regard, what's point seventy five? It's not a big difference. It's a big difference on a larger scale, but not on a small scale. Okay, there's. I've seen you. I've seen your credit card rates. 20, 24%. You guys are out there buying Polo, Calvin Klein. You guys are pulling out cars. Brand new car comes out. Yeah, yeah man, I got get on a loan. You don't even get a loan from the bank. You get a loan from private people. <laughs> some guy at a, at, a, at a car dealership is like, you know what? We, you don't even got to go to the bank. I can give you this. Like some guy with a tie on at a car dealership gives you a loan for like 30% APY. And you're like, yeah, I'll write it out. And then what? The, the Fed rates. Go up 0.75. You're like, I got to pull all the money out of my 401k. This is crazy. Is that what's going on? Huh? (laughs) I don't know. So uh, buy the dip. Don't go crazy. Relax. Everything's going to be fine. The market just sucks. This has happened before. 
Manny, don't cause a stir, okay? There's generations before us that went through this, and you're just in a generation that's going through it now. Hang in there. Your losses are only realized if you pull it out. And God damn it, I'm on the brink. You're still a banker at heart. Of course I am. I know how money works. I think. <laughs> All right, so it's, it just sucks. You know, at my age, that's the thing, man. Once you guys start investing and you're young, you don't ever think recessions or bear markets are going to happen. And But now that they're happening, when it, you know, in your, in, your, in your 30s, you're just like, God damn it, is it my turn? I don't want to do it. I'm on the brink. I'm like, I'm just going to pull all the money out and just start fresh. I'm going to pull all the money out, just one big cashier's check from the market, just get a bunch of cash and just put it under my bed. And then when the dollar crashes, I'd be like, damn. <laughs> Another thing that I'm upset about these times, um, there's certain crypto wallets. I have multiple crypto wallets. But there's certain crypto wallets that are going insolvent, or at least they kind of seem like they're going. I mean, God forbid. They're just like, we're freezing all the withdrawals because the crypto went down like 60%. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I remember this happened where, like, everybody ran to the bank and started pulling all their money because they were afraid the banks didn't have enough money. Now it's happening in crypto, too, where they're freezing people's wallets because they don't want you to pull out the crypto you have in there because, like, all right, I invested three grand. It's not worth a thousand. I want a thousand back. No, no, no. You can't get the thousand back because we got a thousand other people that want their thousand back and we don't got it. <laughs> so now it's like all the people, all the people that went to the bank back then when there was a bank run trying to pull money out because they thought the banks were running out of money. It's happening now in some of the crypto wallets. And it's not even real paper. It's like digital money. You could just say, all right, here's your crypto money, and you could just, just make it up. All right, give us 30 days. You might as well lie to me. Don't tell me that you're going to go and solve it. Just lie to me. It's like, give us 30 days. We're going to give you some money. But we can't right now. All right, and then when 30 days pass, it's just like, all right, wait another 30 days. <laughs> give us a year this time. And then they just stop responding to your emails, and you're like, all right, they can't cash it out. So, uh, yeah, things are really going, in the financial world, things are really uh, upsetting. So, no, to answer the question of this podcast, no, I'm not happy with the way things are right now. And uh, now I got to write it out. Now I got to write it out. And uh, it sucks. You would think this would never happen to you, but it's happening. And now I got to be patient and just sit back and just look at that thing go down, down, down. And what as it's going down... Since I do plan on buying the dip, uh, it's gonna go down, and I'm and I'm gonna feel so dumb. You know how dumb it feels for you. They do this thing called um, weekly deposit. Uh, what is it? DCA deposit weekly income. I forget what it is, but what you do is like every week you put a certain amount in the market, right? So then over time you get an average of the, what the market is worth or something like that. It's a strategy, and I, I've been doing that for the last five years. So what I do is get some of my money. I put it into the market, and then when you put it into the market, you know, it goes up next week, goes down the week after, but goes up again. So you're just like, all right, look at the money working. <laughs> Since April, I've been putting some money into the market and crypto, and it just like, goes down, and then it goes down, and then it goes down. And so I'm putting money in, 
and I'm just seeing it keep going down. <laughs> so now you feel like an idiot, just like, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I believe... It's like you're gambling now. I think next week is going to look better. <laughs> you put more money in it, it keeps going down. It's just like, it's got to go up. It's got to go up. It, it, we're in June. It's still going down. Damn. So it's like slowly going down, and then you just keep putting money in, just like a crazy person. And that's what I've been doing. Yeah, cost average, something like that. You need to take that out. I'm not, I'm not you. I'm not I'm not going to contribute to the reason as to why the markets are going down because they're thinking like Chef Vitten over here on the uh, chat who says, pull it all out, man. No, don't pull it out. You realize your losses when you pull it all out. If you have the ability to live the life that you live without having to pull out your investments, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. What's the name of that guy? That old dude? He kind of looks like a sugar daddy. He's got like his own podcast. Ram... Ramsey, yeah, that guy Ramsey, you know, looks like a, a, a mythological god of financing homes. <laughs> like if the Romans believed in a god for home buying, it would be Ram, uh, Dave Ramsey. It's just there, Mountain Lip is holding up a lightning bolt with dollar signs on it. It just throws it down, and then you just have a house. Thank you, Lord Ramsey. I'm thinking Ramses, which is also a, a god of the... Uh, of lightning. So there you go. I know my mythology. So this guy, Dave Ramsey, he says, in order for you to buy a home or to make investments that are somewhat risky, always have enough cash for yourself. Uh, have enough cash. Have some cash on the side so that if stuff hits the fan, you've got the cash to back it up. Now, I'm the kind of guy, I don't believe in cash. I think cash is just pieces of paper, just like Vitan says. It ain't real. But I did have some cash. And I still have cash flow from my from my business and some other investments and that kind of thing. But it's just like, it's just like I remember I used to get cash flow plus feel good about where I put the cash flow. Now it's like I'm getting cash flow and I'm not happy where the cash flow is going. <laughs> the faucet is still streaming, but it's streaming downhill instead of uphill. So I'm not happy. Not happy. Um, I'm trying to avoid making this show. Chef Eiden says credit. Yeah, well, you got to be careful with credit. Okay, a lot of people pull out credit. It depends on what you do. Buy a rental property. Yes, I know. A lot of people reach out to me and tell me about rental properties. The thing about rental properties is this. Can I get a rental property? Yeah, not now because the stock sucks. So if I were to pull something out from the stock to buy a rental property, it will only be double, you know, double trouble. But I got some friends that are into the whole real estate game or whatever. And uh, it sounds like a headache. I'm not going to lie. It sounds like, so you get a percentage of your money. From my understanding is you buy a percent, you know, you get a percentage of your money. You go out, you buy an undervalued home where the neighborhood is really good. You buy that rental property. It can't be in Miami. It can't be in L.A. It can't be in New York. It's got to be some back of the roads property or some property that's just run down with mold. that You got to might as well buy a new house on top of that. Okay, and uh, then after you fix it up, you then got to find somebody to rent it out. And let me tell you guys something. If you buy a rental property and it's not in a popular area, if you get in the back roads or somewhere hidden in the country or someplace that you'll never even visit, you then got to get a property manager to look over it. And then once they're looking over it, they then got to make sure that they're getting paid and then you got to pay them and then the money comes back to you. It's just like costs on costs on costs. 
But the part that really turns me off when it comes to rental properties is the fact that you got to deal with other people to give you money. And if they don't give you the money, they have rights to stay there while not giving you the money. That sounds like a headache, man. I might as well run my own business. When you run your own business, you have a complete control of where your money's coming from and where it can go. If you get a rental property, you got to put, you got to get a big loan. Okay. And from what I can tell, the rates hike that up. <laughs> and then you got to get some guy to go in there. And then he's paying for the home. And then you're getting your money from that property or whatever. And then something happens. Let's say right now, something happens. And the guy that's renting out the properties is like, hey, Manny, I can't pay you no more because the rates are up 0.75. <laughs> It ain't even that much. Yeah, I know, man, but, it, you know, it's really affecting me. I got rights, okay? If I have hardship, you know, I don't have to pay you. <laughs> I'd rather invest in a business, okay? I would rather invest in a business than to rent in a rental property, but I hear good things, so maybe down the line when your boy has... I'll tell you what, once this market fixes, okay, and I make all my losses back and then some because I think it's coming. Okay, I'm going to be grateful once again. I'm going to be positive. Once the rally happens and things start going up, after all that do dollar cost averaging, there's, there's the phrase I was looking for. After all that dollar cost averaging, the markets are going down. I'm putting all the money in as it's going down. Let's say it lasts, you know, a month, a year, whatever. I'm still going to be putting in the money even if down's, you know, a lot. But by the time it starts going up, all those little stocks and stakes and investments and all those things are going to shoot right back up. And then I'm just going to be like a crypto millionaire. Manny bought uh, crypto when it was worth 10 cents again in 2023. I bought a whole bunch of them. <laughs> and then it shoots back to 60 grand. And you know what's going to happen? This podcast is over. The show is over. Miami comedy is over. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, you know what? If, the, if everything, if every investment I made during these awful times were to go back up, okay, and I become like an overnight millionaire because of all the dollar cost averaging I've been doing as everything's been going down, that's the last time you're going to see me, okay? I'm, I'm out. <laughs> you go to MiamiComedy.com, it says page not found. <laughs> I'm just going to cash out and I'm going to go live a life somewhere. I'm going to gr grow a beard. I'll be a sugar daddy somewhere in Italy. That's what I'm going to do. So I hope all this dollar cost averaging uh, pans out because I got big plans to escape the nine to five. Well, the rat race. Is a rat race still appropriate for somebody that runs their own business? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. That is it. Manny lives in fantasy land. Hell yeah. That'll be another place. I'd get myself a nice island if I make a lot of money. Get a little short dude to point at planes. Look, boss, the plane. Yes, I see it. Is it was this what I pay you for? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. Let's end it there. Thank you all very much for tuning into the Miami Comedy Podcast. Um, make sure you guys get a hat. All right. Brand new, fresh. There are many hats, but this one is mine. Okay? So, uh, getting a Miami Comedy hat will allow me to dollar cost average into the market. I guarantee any dollar that you send my way, whether through badges, for t-shirts, or uh, this hat, I will, I will use that money and invest it into the economy. 
Okay, so just, you know, rest assured that your money will be put to good use. Investing in a Manny Garavito project, in investing in a hat like this, okay? Investing in a hat like this will help the American economy and the market come back to where it's supposed to be because your boy is going to get that money. You're going to get the hat. But I'm going to get the money. I'm going to put it right back in the market. Okay, so then if I put your money in the market, it's like you getting the money back because the market's going to go up $30 at a time. <laughs> okay. Love the logo and color schemes. If you guys want the hat, just click right there at the bottom of the live stream. Okay, there's 62 of these total that we're going to get a brand new design, the same way as the shirts. The designs are limited, and then once the uh, they're sold out, we're going to do another design. So if you want the turquoise with the black and the purple, now is your chance. Okay, you can also buy them on the event pages. Uh, Babani asked when you can see me live. Just go to MiamiComedy.com, man. It's right there. Check out the project. We've got shows all over the city. You can pop into any of them. Milena on the chat says, I saw someone walking around with the same colors, but it wasn't Miami Comedy. It was something else. I almost asked her, where did you buy that hat? Are you sure? Because I did, I did give away one hat yesterday. Okay? It was probably them. Small world. Small world, but at least they got a good fashion sense. So uh, the show's coming up tomorrow night. Friday, we are at Thank You Miami, and that's at 9 o'clock. Saturday, we're over at the One on Sunset in Coral Gables. That's at 9 o'clock. Sunday, we're at Tipsy Flamingo in downtown Miami. That's 8 o'clock. Okay? We've got a brand-new show at the SLS Brickle Hotel in Brickle, 9 o'clock. Okay? The first show is going to be June 29th. If you guys want to go see a brand-new luxurious hotel comedy show. The SLS Brickle is the place to go. As a matter of fact, Babani, I would recommend you go to that one. You go in there, you start networking with all the Brickle people, you do whatever you want, okay? Uh, You give out your business cards. I want 20% of whatever sale you make. And uh, we'll get the show started promptly at 9. Happy hours at 6. Okay, I would say arrive like around 8 so you can get a good hour of the happy hour and then you can sit down, watch the show. It's low seating. I mean, it's low ceiling, great lounge seating, plenty of people in the hotel, both residences and visitors. So you're going to be having a good networking time, socializing, talking to people from Brickle, talking to women from outside of town, you know, that whole vibe. We're going to dim the lights. The ceiling is low, comfortable couch seating, June 29th. Seating reservation link is now up. MiamiComedy.com. All right, everybody. Thank you all very much for tuning into the podcast. We do this every day-ish. I know I had to get some things off my chest today, but it feels good now that I did it. All right? Don't be worried about the way things are going. Things will be fine. Just hang in there. If you're stressed out, just go live on Instagram and rant. You'll be fine. (laughs) Go on Instagram live, rant, get it off your chest. You'll feel better at the end. Okay? Um, Melina says, I'll definitely let my friends know they are Brickolites. Made that word up. No, that's that's actually a word. I think uh, there's an Instagram page or a magazine or something that uh, is called Brickolites. All right, guys. um, Have a great Thursday. Enjoy it. Be grateful. Turn off the news. Don't listen to the media. And believe me, it'll be just like nothing is happening. See you all next time. Bye.